All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. I just need a few more minutes to make a new nerd report. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bobby Ryan. Anything good happening? Anything new? My entire day. I had no idea. You can appreciate what I'm like is a bit of perhaps of OCD-ness. And to have this happen just before the show, hard on me. Hard on me. Hard on you. Buddy, I'm doing this on a 10-day stretch with a kid. So at 1.40, I'm force feeding them chicken nuggets trying to comb some articles or anything and uh and i had to i did a parent bribe with screen time for the next hour and 20 minutes or whatever it's going to be so let's get rolling who's this show brought to you by <laughs> oh hey listen i was i was out i was out last night uh watching the game at the senate tavern with my buddies my one buddy the gooch he called it he says something's gonna happen tomorrow called it right there just felt it well, he was right. Actually, before we get into it, yes. they let him. Why would you let him run practice today? So, well, Is that baffling still, to anybody? I hate yes. that. I hate that as a treatment yeah. thing. But other than that, whatever, it, it is what it is. But I saw that he was yeah. running and I saw his quote. We wanted to make it fun and upbeat and get these guys a little looser because we're all uptight mm-hmm. and pissed off and uh, going at each other in the locker room, probably. And and then, boom, I was like, oh, man, timing. Oh I went, I went over, I had all this video I was going to go over this morning. I broke down a bunch of the goals and I was going to start showing people, this is what's going on. They need to change. I'm like, people were, it got to the point where anger turned to frustration and frustration was now apathy for the fans. As soon Mm -hmm. as fans start to not care, then you got to make a change. Because at the end of the day, it's it's the fans that buy the tickets, the fans that go to the games. And you you could see that Wally, right? People you talk to, you're out around town, people were starting to disengage. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, if if this is going to continue, then I'm not going to go to games. And okay. and that was re- that was starting to become evident around town here. I, I understand that, but here's one of the issues. Then, and people will say, "Are you going to let the fans decide how to run the organization?" No, but I do understand now that like, there's 
And it's one thing to, we've been over it. Like we'll rehash it again quickly. It's been going on for so long. People were just at their wits end. And you can't, it's the same thing, Bob. If we listen to everybody on the power play, that's yelling, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoot. shoot. That's, okay, okay, that's just Drake shoot. Batherson. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really believe that it came to a point and you could see in the with the press conferences after the game, it was getting to the point where we're, not that I will ever feel sorry for somebody in the NHL because you're making good money. You know what you get yourself into. You're well compensated. But you could tell with DJ's expression, he was waiting for this to happen. Yes. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell. And I thought, I thought after the Columbus game, when they blew that 2 nothing lead, I thought something was going to happen that Monday. I really did. Uh, but it didn't. And then I said, okay, we're getting close to Christmas here. But, man, that was just too many stinkers in a row. And, yeah. And, and the other thing too is just people think that they're not trying like oh he's not coaching he's not doing this yes they're doing video they're they're, they're trying to get their message message through puck management for whatever reason it's not getting to the players because the players aren't doing it and if they're all in it together at the end of the day we know the old saying right you can't fire 22 players so you you change the coach and uh, and here we are uh, yeah. Should just be pointed out for those who are tuning in and perhaps have no idea what's going on. DJ Smith was fired today alongside Davis Payne, his assistant, uh, Jacques Martin, who coached this team for nine seasons, steps in behind the bench on interim basis, along with Daniel Alfredson, who will step in behind the bench as well, which, uh, and we'll get to that in a sec, but it's super exciting to see. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, Yorkie, you played for Jacques, you know what he's all about. And to see Alfie behind the bench, who obviously has legendary status here in the city. Um, yeah. before we get to that though, I want to go back to practice for a sec. I don't think he had to hail his own cab like Gerard Gallant, but to do <laughs> no. this on the road after practice makes me think, I, I don't think it was a quick snap decision. I I'm wondering if they just had to get Jacques in town or get paperwork signed or something and just let this happen and let him mm -hmm. run practice. Like it was a normal day. I don't know what else to think of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't think it's, you could have canceled practice. Could have. It's a logistic wall. Not after the clunkers in a row. This every practice no, matters. Not right sure now, it but doesn't matter at this point. Fair, I guess. Yeah, if you're going to do that. Um, but that being said, I probably logistical thing. I just don't like the optics of it. But that is what it is, right? That's there's. No, I mean, it, yep. I I think there's a difference between what happened to Jerry Gallant and what happened and the way this came about. But my guess is the same as yours. It's a logistical thing that probably had to take place for that to happen. Uh, yeah, and and Alfie's on. I think Alfie Alfie's on the road. He's traveling with the team, so I believe he's there. I don't know if Jacques was traveling with the team or not. So they might have been. They they might be there, but. <laughs> I, it, I'm sure they mulled over this all day and finally just kind of, you know, you probably had to get Adler on the phone, stay with everybody in the same room. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's all, it, it's whether people like DJ or not or whatever, it's, you never like to see somebody lose their job. It's always tough, but I would have to say like, this was, he was given a lot of rope. Like yeah. he was given, there was a lot of rope given. And the end, at the end of the day, it's a results oriented business and the sense just, they haven't lived up to expectations. So you got to make a change. Well, I think if you're on Twitter, you like it because that's what my yeah. <laughs> my uh, my feed blew up there, and it's like, yes, this is it. And I'm like, not necessarily, but okay, <laughs> teach your own. <laughs> like, you want you want to know how I found it? You want to know how I found it? I was actually because I golfed with Stoner a couple times in the summer. He actually told me he's like, hey, you see the uh, the jocks coaching? I'm like, what? I Stoner told you. We had text. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found out from our good, our, our friendly producer that said pivot. <laughs> so <here we> <laughs> like I was too busy. I had no time yeah. to talk to you people. Yeah. Ross was trying um, to get the, the furniture up the thing and friends <laughs> with the pivot comment. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I did about eighty five with my kids in the car trying to get home so I could sit down. So broke a lot of laws I, to get this one off, guys. <laughs> I, I I just think with that you bring. I think Wally, with 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 the games in hand that they still have, they're they're obviously doing it now, hoping for a bump before at at least finish off these last few games for Christmas on a positive note and get a little bit of a bump going, and it and then, uh, the, yeah, is it going to be tough to make playoffs? Absolutely, but 
I think it just got to the point, fellas, where there were there were there really was no other choice. You had to do this. You really did. It's, this isn't about playoffs. Like, I know it's not about playoffs, but you, as long as there's still some hope, you still always have to chase it. You really do. You do. Yes. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree I, with that. One. I get the hope part, but I'm just like you could see on the ice, and you can you could. I'm telling. I've seen enough guys be fired in Ottawa to go. You could see DJ was just waiting. It just looked like yeah. he was waiting to oh, for something to yeah. happen. I think his yeah. body language has kind of showed that on the bench to people. I saw all the memes of DJ on the bench and I'm like, he looks, he looks flabbergasted the last little while because it's like, why is my message continuing to fall on deaf ears? And it seems like that was what was happening. And um, every time they score a goal, people are like, I want some kind of reaction out of him. I'm like, this is a guy that knows something is coming. And this is a guy that's just biding time. Not that he's not mm -hmm. coaching, not that he's not pushing his mm -hmm. message, not that he's not doing video and he's detailed. He is, he's doing all those things. But um, yeah, I, even after reading some of the comments last night, I was like, yeah, man, it just um, just feels like he, he saw the, the, the light coming at the end of the tunnel there for him. I uh, completely just, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when you watch the games, when the same mistakes continually happen over and over and over again, and just weird things, like, I don't know if you guys noticed that uh, the second, the first goal of the game, you, yeah. you, you put on Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen, and they're matched up against Stoner's line. Yeah. It took about 30 seconds before they turned the puck over and one nothing. It's it just, it's, I don't understand why you're doing that matchup that early in the game. And I don't want to pile on a coach that's been fired, but it's just weird things were happening. And I guess you get to the point, though, you look like this is probably Timmy Stutzler's worst hockey he's played, I think, mm -hmm. in a long time. This little stretch right here, guys. Yeah. Minus three it's, last night. Yeah, just defensively and just playing with not the same type of energy. It's you know, Bob, when yeah. and I know this when you're in a dressing room, you know when something's going to happen. You feel it. You, you can feel it. And I would have to say this group was feeling it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. Um, I would, and you know, Corpusal took a lot of hate last night. Um, and outside of the Marshall goal, what do you want him to do? His first shot of the game is a two-on-one with Eichel going bar down. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, but you know what? The one comes off back off the end boards right to a guy that's wide open in the slot. Um, the fifth one by Carlson, I think it was, on the power play. The guy got four whacks at it. And he, he saved the first two. Like He he made some saves in the game. But outside of the Marshall one, like I, the boys kind of left him out to dry, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, you, and then so, you have two two breakaway goals. Which one was a yeah. that that move by Wall uh, Roy? He's Wall Roy, um, where he got caught between the defenseman there and into a break. Like, what a great move, phenomenal move! And then Chandler Stevenson was the other one on a great two on one, another two on one, like with a great finish, pulling it to your forehand and going back because the green. I just don't here's get why. it. Here's why: because that goalie is the only singular guy you can ultimately blame on the ice. Yeah. True. So that's fair. You yeah. can't blame the guys at the blue line who let that pass get through. Yeah. Like, yeah. right? Sandy and someone else were at the blue line, if I'm not mistaken, on the, the goal. Yeah. Like, someone needs to stop that from coming through, do they not? That power yeah. yeah. that power play option to hit that stretch guy happens twice a year. It works twice <laughs> a year because everybody knows not to let it happen. And he walked in untouched. It was, yeah. like, it was wild. I was like, what a play. Yeah, <laughs> wrong like, team, but what a yeah. play! That's option four on your breakout, and he has yeah. wide open. It is, yeah, you you come up. I said his option four. They hit it. The other teams hit that once a night against Ottawa. <laughs> so, well, they get it twice they a do. year. They play Ottawa twice and you home and away. <laughs> like, um, but before, funny you mentioned that Mar Marcheseau goal. Before he got that goal, and that was a shitty goal. It shouldn't have went in. The if I, I went, I was going to do that video today, but I'm like, I didn't want to pile on and just keep beating a dead horse i watched that play and you should see how vegas gets the puck i know we can't show the video but ottawa turns it over first almost at their blue line and then i think it's kubalik gets it at the blue line just refuses to get it deep on a yeah. two on five rush uh, you, you know the play i'm talking about right, bob yeah and then turns it over and then v vegas gets it mcnab just flips it out Marsha so skates onto it and it's like one team's playing simple and one team just makes the game so hard so i guarantee you one of the things Jacques is going to make this team do is play much more simpler like you're going to see a much simpler 
style of hockey moving forward. Okay, I want to get to that. So, um, by the way, just before we move on to what's going to happen next with obviously Jacques coming in behind the bench, um, I don't think I necessarily understand why Jack Capuano is still with the team. And it's been up in the chat here for a bit. But, like, I thought he was the D guy. If there's one thing that we've talked about, it's the D. I know. So, what am I – is it because Alfie's a forward? We keep him there? Like, I don't understand. And maybe maybe Steve Steos will shed some light when he speaks uh, later today. But I don't get that particular decision. But there's maybe I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little surprised too um, on that one, Bob. But I, I will say this: the way the way Jacques coaches, this is a long time ago. So, when at least when he coached me for five years, he's got a really good handle on the entire bench. Like he'll he'll have the stopwatch out. Shifts will be timed. Little details. So, and I don't know. Maybe he's got a good relationship with Cap. I don't know. Maybe there's some history there, right? Maybe he trusts him. It's all who you trust, right? Yeah, I know. And Jack, I mean, well, uh, Jack and Jacques, uh, but Davis Payne also, they were head coaches at one time. So I do know they do yeah. know how to coach. I just, I thought for sure that it would be Davis Payne staying and Jack Campuano leaving. That was it. But I, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. <laughs> hey, my, my only thought process. Sorry, Eric, go ahead. Dirty little secret. Like, I know people don't want to hear it, but most coaches in NHL kind of know how to coach. It's just, yeah, it's, I know people don't want to hear that right now, but people aren't going to necessarily believe you right now, Yorkie. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, there's different styles and different. There's little intricacies, but anyhow, go ahead, Bob. Say what you want about where the players on the power play sit. I don't know if Capuano. My only inclination is that maybe Capuano is the guy that runs the power play, and I know they've looked out of sorts of times this year. But you know how good that power play has been with the players they have. They've made some changes. Um, Shabbat being out really hurts where they're at to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that for the power place continuity, they kept him. That's the only thing I could think. Cause I know that painter, when I was there, ran the PP, I remember they switched years later cause neither were working. And I don't know yep. if that's where they stayed, but that they would be my only they, thing. I think they switched this year. I, I heard that they did a switch when, the, and, and I heard cap was taking over the PP and painter was doing the PK now. So that kind of makes sense. Right. Cause the PK has been awful, like awful. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, if you're gonna fire a special teams coach, it's definitely gonna be the PK as opposed to the PP. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, you're getting you're getting you're giving one a game, no matter no matter what, you're giving up a power play goal a game. That's gotta stop. And I don't know if that's important. I don't know if it's always coaching. Um, they they don't seem to, but the structure has got to get a lot tighter on that penalty kill. Yeah, teams just Watson yeah, to Watson to set up, Watson to point yeah. shots. It's too easy. They got it. They got to get the sponge pucks out too at practice. Like, <laughs> I get no, I like sponge. really, like it's there needs to be a there needs to be a tutorial on blocking shots and getting in lanes for a lot of the guys on this team. I would have to say to a man, they're one of the worst teams in the league at getting in lanes. Agreed, a hundred percent agreed. I'd, li- I'd mm-hmm. like to disagree with you, but I can't. Do you just walk uh, the line? And it's an art. It is an art form. It's hard when you're when you're the first forward getting there, but when you're the D and you have some time, or the center that's down low and you have some time to kind of step out and then assess where that puck's mm-hmm. going. Um, the D are just so good, Matt, man. They're so mobile now, Yorkie, at, at taking two steps one direction, bringing the puck with them, and dragging it another five feet. Like it's it's very very hard to get out there in the first place. But um, you, yeah, they you, they're terrible. They're terrible at it. I, I know we're gonna get into Wally what what uh, what's gonna change here, but before we do, I'll give a little. Uh, a little prequel. There's going to be a lot of work done with Timmy Stutzla and Josh Norris in the D zone a lot because they need a lot of work. Like those two need a lot of work in the D zone and they're going to get it. Like they, they need a total restructuring of how they play in the D zone. Can, well, yeah. wouldn't that be all of the centers? Cause the other but guys those, are pretty well, young, but the, here's the thing. Those two players account for roughly 40 minutes of every game. That's 40 sure. minutes of every game. They're on the ice. So are you going to leave Ridley Gregg out of that? Well, he's going to learn too, obviously, but he's pretty well your most dependable guy down low right now. <laughs> no, you're leaving out your buddy, Rourke Chartier. Uh, so, Rourke's hurt right now. I know. Poor Rourke. So, Jock's going to like um, Rourke. I'm going to tell you, though. He's going to like Rourke Chartier. The, I, 
Last night, by the way, I just when they had scored two power play goals, I started to look up like when's the last time Ottawa scored three or whatever. Last night was just the sixth time in the last 32 games which they've scored two power play goals, which goes back three seasons, that they've lost a game. That's how rare hmm. last night was. If they score two power play goals, it's usually a win. They lost that game, which just shocks me of how how much I just feel like they've fallen. But let's yeah. let's move on, shall we? We want to get to Jacques. There's lots to talk about, including Turn an interesting the pitch. Note. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before we do that, one last thing. Uh, and you played for him, Bobby. I know he was – well, you can speak on his your behalf or your relationship with DJ. But I will say, DJ Smith was extremely good to me. Uh, always had time for me. Always patient. Uh, was one of the – it was within a couple of hours of me being laid off. He sent me a text right away, which I didn't know he had my number and just wanted to say, hey, sorry. Like, he was a very, very good person. Still is a very, very good person. So yeah. for that, I, I'm sorry to see him go. Obviously, I think it's best for the organization. But uh, I just want to make sure people understand DJ Smith is a really, really good person. Yeah, good good dude. I, I liked him, and I had a I had a hell of a year with him, right, in mm. his first year coaching, and it was a much different look than he probably signed up for with me. Um but always had time, patience, and grace for me. So um, I, I enjoyed playing for him for the very short period of time. I, I didn't have enough time to really comment on the day-to-day -day stuff, I would say, because um, I was in and out a lot that season. But, and then, um, you know, I moved I moved on through the buyout or whatever, but um, always good to me. Like, always good to me. Always had time for yeah. a conversation and a chat, and I, I enjoyed that about him. A lot of coaches DJ, that way. DJ like for people who don't know his backstory i knew dj when he was just starting out he was helping out uh, with the windsor spitfires as a as a third assistant coach basically going to the gym in the summers with the players and working out with them worked his way up then to the assistant coach and eventually got the job on oshawa won the memorial cup he's he's a hard-working guy and and a good guy and a good person and that's what makes it tough in this business and i guarantee you a lot of players are going to be interviewed today and they're going to say they let their coach down you're gonna, okay, you're gonna, but you're that's gonna... not. Oh, stop the! I'm just telling you what guys. Comment. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell are. you. What... Oh, you know what? It's all our fault. It's bullshit. If they really cared, this team would be playing a whole lot differently. It doesn't matter what they say. They wanted a new voice. You could see it. Bob. Bob is. They're going to say that anyway. Like yeah, whether they believe, they're going to. What they should do is say we let DJ down, not our coach. The different words. Yes. That's different, yeah. yeah. But, I, but they I, they weren't playing for their coach at the end, at the very end. There, we everybody everybody knows that. Too much, but I, but I do think much. DJ was well liked. Yeah, yes. for sure. Like, hey, listen, it, just, it was time I'm for so it. It was time for this. It's hey, all listen. on the players. It should have no. And you know what? They sent out a press release today, which is the first time I can ever remember a coach being fired in a press release. Yeah, and not one quote about DJ Smith. Not Listen, a quote we can at all, all. We can all agree that it was time for a change. At the end of the day, it was time yes. for a change. It was it was probably overdue. It was overdue for a change. You move on, you turn the page, and let's see what this group can do. Yes. I'm I'm with you. So it's interesting because the two guys that are with me here in the show have played for the well, I guess the old coach and now the new coach. So uh it'll get time for Yorkie's perspective on Jacques Martin. Uh, some business to take care of as we move forward here. Uh, Botano is our proud presenting sponsor, as always. Uh, the 2023 EGR award winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in play sports operator. Uh, visit Botano.ca or download their award winning app, the fastest, most user friendly, and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Hundreds of betting options for all things hockey and nearly every other sport on the planet. Question is, do you now bet on the Ottawa Senators to win in Arizona? Live in game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. Botano. The game starts now. And Bob, BEI, our good friends over at BEI, BonisherExcavating.com. Heavy civil general contractors in both the public and private sectors have been helping to shape Ottawa Valley for years. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your needs, all things including equipment rentals, custom crushing and screening, hot mix paving, or concrete formwork. Uh, you can find them at BonisherExcavating.com or give them a shout at 613 432 1120. Uh, BEI helping to shape Ottawa Valley, slow down in construction zones and uh, free hockey Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as also, uh, our friends at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing, uh, it's safe, it's fun, it's great for the party event, uh, or just for something to do, even a date night. It requires no practice. Come to Battlegrounds Axe Throwing Facility, and their coaches will show you the ropes and show you how to hit the target safely. Fun for the family as well as kids 12 and up can throw with a, a guardian on location. To find a location or to book your event, go to battlegrounds.com. 
batlgrounds.com. 2016, 2615, Lancaster Road near the Science and Tech Museum in Ottawa. Uh, guarantee a good time at Battle Axe Throwing where your safety is a priority. Book your parties now. All right. So we're on to Jacques Martin. Uh, so there's lots of things I need to ask Yorkie about Jacques Martin. The one thing I really, so the other night, if you remember when Jacques was just brought back, he mm -hmm. walked uh, just before the game. He was just standing behind the bench, just watching just the, the building, right? Just stood behind the bench. I thought it was so cool to see him there at that point. Cause I, my, I started in 1998 covering the Sens and he was obviously the coach. It was just great to see him. I it felt mm -hmm. nostalgic to me. It felt right to be honest. It just felt right, eh, Wally? It just felt I'm, right. I'm dead you, serious. I think it's the right call. <laughs> well, what else are they going to do? I, I understand. We can get to that in a sec. <laughs> can you just just stay on point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's the right call too. I think he's. I think he's the. I think he's the tonic for what they need right now. They've they need a lot of help on the small details of the game. They really do. So, the, all right. So, how long? So, people are going to want to see instant and immediate impact, right? That's, I just don't believe to be realistic. Oh, yeah. So, how many games, guys, does it take for Jacques and Alfie and whoever else, Ben Sexton for that matter, to get these guys to turn things around? Not even just to be competitive on the ice. Because right now, I don't even feel like they're competitive. Mm. Well, they'll be competitive right out of the gate because they're all going to be playing their ass off trying to prove themselves. That that helps immediately. But what what we're talking about when you're talking about when we see the changes implemented and take place and the game to look entirely different, there's no rhyme or reason what number that is, where when that starts. Um, but this is... I mean, you have to fundamentally change players and structure. That takes time. That doesn't happen quick, Yorkie, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. you're not going to come in and say, hey, we're not playing a trap. I'm just, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we're now playing this and it, and it immediately works. You're not going to ask, um, and I'm only going to use him because he's been ridiculed. You're not going to tell Josh Norris overnight to stay south of the puck. Like those things take time and change over time is progressive and slow. And it's going to go like this. It's, it's not just going to take a straight. They're going to go like this out of the gate for sure because the players are going to play way harder and pay way more attention to detail. But bad teams, which we're talking about here, revert to bad habits when going gets tough. It's going mm -hmm. to take time for Jacques Martin and Daniel Offerson to fundamentally change this team. And I, I would say 20 games, but I don't know if that's the right number. I'm, I'm guessing, but it's not five. I can tell you that much. I th yeah, I, I think you're going to see... I think you're going to see the team play a lot tighter. If you watch how they currently play right now, it's really stretched out when they get the puck, right? You'll often see Brady fly the zone, and there's a huge gap between the defense and the forwards. But then you watch a team like Vegas play. They're always tight, and, and it's tough to get to the neutral zone. So I think Jacques, gonna, when, when he's doing video with this group, they're going to start by trying to get this a tighter team through the middle of the ice and then just making better decisions with the puck. You look at that game last night. Ottawa's winning 2-1, and all of a sudden, they start making plays that are just low-percentage plays. And one of the things that I kept hearing DJ say to this team is, we need to hang on to the puck more often. We need to hang on and make plays. Well, the first goal of the game last night, you got Parker Kelly hanging on to the puck high in the offensive zone, and then they turn it over, and you turn it over to Eichel, who goes and scores. Those types of plays, you're not going to see anymore. I think yeah. the message is going to be now, manage the puck better put the puck in a position where you're going to make it hard on the other team and let the other team beat themselves that's how Jacques coaches let the other team make more mistakes than you do it's it's not not take away from the offense it's just playing high percentage hockey so i think right away there's going to be a message to start playing way tighter defensively and then trying to win by just making the other team be the team that ends up uh shooting themselves in the foot because ottawa shoots themselves in the foot almost nightly and I think that's that that's that's the one thing that the Jacques is going to make a difference in. But here's the problem, and I I do agree with you, and that's ultimately what this team needs. Takes How time. long? And and yeah. Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris to a lesser degree with the injury, Bathurst. Like these guys have had leashes that are long yeah. for a long period of time, and yeah. now now you got to make them tight. 
But like how we, we were close. I feel like we were close to seeing a big name player come out of the lineup to send a message. That's where my head was yeah. going. Yeah. Does everybody start from scratch? But if Tim Stutzel starts making the most mistakes a week in, we start to have conversations about whether he's playing or not. Like th that's where I'm just wondering what the ink. Yeah. Uh, I would think, I would think you get a healthy competition going between Josh Norris and Tim Stutzel. It's like, you know, it's not always going to be you playing 22 minutes to me. If, if you're not doing what I want, you're going to go down to 16. Right. And Josh is going to go up to 20. Yeah. Like I, I, I could see a situation like that. It's because let's be honest, you're not going to bench Stutzler to play Astelic or, or yeah. uh, Rourke Charche, but you can, you can make internal battles throughout your lineup. And I just, DJ was at the point where he, he was hanging on and he knew he needed his best guys. And then you, it's a got you, right? Cause you, cause you, your best guys end up cheating more. Okay, but right. You got, yeah. you got to get the cheat. He's, I know, but they all cheat. They all cheat for offense. I agree. No, I know they're all allowed to. I understand. The only guy that, that does the only guy that doesn't cheat all the time is probably Drew. The the, the, yes. the rest of the lineup of your skilled guys is always cheating the game. So you got to get the cheat win with six forwards. No, but <laughs> you, but you you can't win when you're continually cheating for offense, and that's what this group does, and that's what that's what you got to beat out of them, like. They can score enough. You gotta just you gotta start winning games two one three two. Like we, uh, we don't condone beating anybody, just in case uh, the uh, <laughs> monitors are. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we're Jacques, a very soft podcast here. Jacques, Jacques booted yeah. me in the shin pads once because I wasn't playing physical enough. I think I told you guys that story. Yep. Came in, he yeah, goes, love it. Oh, Jagger undressed me in the corner, and I came in. Jacques like, you gonna friggin' hit somebody out there? I'm like, I'm just, all right. I would I would have turned around and said it's Yarmir Yager. You go do it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I did hurt. I didn't move the guys on pace for 58 this year. I ain't the only guy that just got oh, good. It woke me up though. I went out there and I can did you get a you did you get a piece of somebody the next shift? Yeah, I was all right. But here's the thing, like <laughs> sounds like he got walked. Yeah, yeah okay. I did. Hey, but Bob and Wally, like you look at this team, everyone's been paid. Like everyone's been paid. Like when yep. you're coaching this team, you got to figure out how to get, how to get to guys and do what needs to be done to win. And at the end of the day, it, it might mean you got to move a few guys out and get some more internal battles going because mm -hmm. it's, it's tough, man. When you've got a group of guys that have been paid, like it's, it, it's tough to get to them. That's right. If anything, I think that at this point, you're going to figure out who wants to win and who wants to collect checks. Um, right. For the rest of this year who's going to buy in exactly what jocks and, and alfie are preaching who's going to show alfie the compete level that he wants who's going to show jocks the intention to detail that he wants and you're going to go from there because again this they're both interim at this point so you don't know if they're your guys but they're they're mm -hmm. sure they're sure as hell passing the buck to the next guy if that and and mm -hmm. telling them exactly what their experience is with you so um i don't think we're close I, I i wonder sometimes if we're close to seeing a trade that would would shock some people but um yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot through this stretch, but I think that everybody starts with a clean slate and you go from here. Cause this is what, this was your way of saying, we're not breaking up our group. We're just bringing in a fresh perspective and you go from there. I, I would say one of the, one of the things guys, I know we got to move on here. Wally is this group is very comfortable. They're mm -hmm. very comfortable. Yep. You got to make them buddies, uncomfortable. The you got to, but you got to, you got to make it a little bit uncomfortable. Like it's, it, it shouldn't be a country club. Like it shouldn't. And, and that's, that's what's going to have to probably happen here. I, we'll get to that. when it, uh, I want to talk about the GM in a sec. Uh, first, um, I want to, there's some did you know stuff interesting about Jacques Martin. Uh, Wendy's letting you win real food with your fancy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. For those of you dream of smoking the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of winning combination. But here's the big secret to lineups it's all syrup dishes like Wendy's new limited edition chicken strips and French toast sticks. Sometimes the best teammates are the ones you least suspect. Sign up and play Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Go to dailyfaceoff.com. It's up in the top right-hand corner. Click on the Survivor Pool icon uh, to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. Um, I like. I'm gonna lie because the show was pretty quick. I used this before, but it's gonna still work today. Uh, Jacques Martin ranked 17th all-time in games coached <laughs> with 1,294. Uh, 1999 Jack Adams Award winner. Is 22nd in wins all time with 613. 
He also ranks 25th in playoff victories as a head coach. And interesting to note, it was December 17th, a year ago, or sorry, uh, 12 years ago yesterday, Jacques Martin was fired from his last head coaching job at the Montreal Canadiens. Um, he has, it's been over, uh, it's almost 11,000 days since he first stepped behind the bench as an Ottawa Senator head coach uh, to where he was very successful for nine years coaching this team and playoffs, all except for the uh, first year. Um, truly respect Jacques Martin. I think he can build this team. I just think he's a great teacher and knows how to get the best of the guys who may not be what everybody thinks is a star player. Yes. And Alfie's 2-0. and We should make Alfie's 2-0 and behind the bench. That's right. I really hope he doesn't wins. have the heart attack he alluded to, though, oh. <laughs> in his post-game speech. I hope yeah. he's a little more settled. Yeah, maybe he knew back then. Well, if I get to 10 games, yeah. <laughs> uh, I So with Jacques behind the bench, do players – I know you kind of alluded to it. Are players concerned? Like, are they, do they come to the I mean, rink worried about it or they just come and play and worry about the rest later? Worry about the rest later, I should say. What What do you mean by worrying? Well, yeah. we talked about moving guys. Like somebody may get moved here. Yeah. Right? Um. Do they, is it in the back of their minds now? Is this now starting to be a concern of, even though you may have an eight or five or whatever year contract, you might be getting looked at. I would say all cards are off the table at this point. You've got yes. you've got Michael Landlauer and Steve Steos who are new here. They're evaluating. And that's another reason why this 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 whole thing played out so long. They want to see exactly not just with the coaching staff. These aren't their players. Steos didn't sign these guys. He didn't give out the long-term deals. He didn't draft these guys. So there's a total evaluation going on. I like outside of I don't know Bob Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Sanderson. Like I all, all cards are off the table here. All cards. Yeah, those are the only three untouchables for you. I would. I don't even know if there is an untouchable. Like like when like Jesus Christ, Gretzky got traded back in the day. It's like <laughs> like yeah. you got to figure you got to figure out a way how to turn this around. And I'm. To me, all cards are off the table, Bob. It's 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 just it's gone. I know this thing, this current owner wants to win more than anything. That is why he's here. That's why he's owns this team. He wants to win a Stanley Cup. So for me, he's gonna do whatever it takes. I agree. I, I was just thinking about the word untouchable, and I think that the only two for me would be Stutzel and Sanderson uh, and Brady. So three. Um yeah, I would agree with that. Those would be the only three that I would I would say are complete untouchables. Yes. Um, uh, people are going to say stuff about no trade clauses and all that. All that stuff is fine. We understand uh, people have no trade clauses, but absolute yeah. untouchables. And by the way, if you're Vladimir Tarasenko and someone came to you in uh, February and said, Hey, look, we might be able to trade you to Vegas or to Colorado or to something. Do you want to waive your no trade clause? He can do that just because he has one. Doesn't mean he ha can't move it. It gives yeah. him control. It gives him control and where, where he can go. That's why he's got it. I mean, there's only, a, again, when you look at teams that are getting traded out of Ottawa, players are going to say yes. And it's not. And, and now you add the fact that it's a lost season at that point, possibly. Why not? Why not go try and play in the playoffs if you're on a one deal deal like Vladimir Tarasenko? Wow. Can't talk. Yep. But when you break it down, um, a lot of guys will wave to go somewhere else that has a chance. Maybe Winnipeg would be the only one that they're like, well, no, if I'm going to miss the playoffs, it's not going to be to go to Winnipeg. I'm going to do that right here at home in Ottawa. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or Montreal. You understand what I'm saying. It's, yep. it's, it's not hard to wait. Milan McCulloch had a no trade clause and waved it because yep. he was scared to death. He would never play in the league again. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like to players. When you, when you, when they come to you, there's a certain level of pressure that you feel. They went to Wade Redden, uh, I believe twice, yeah, and asked if he would waive his no trade clause. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't. They can still ask you anyway. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So the funny part about all of this entire fiasco is, if they just had a GM, we may not be anywhere near this conversation at the moment, right? Like we're we're waiting for a GM to get hired, which I don't know. 
Should we be upset it's taken this long? We're waiting for a GM to be hired so a head coach with for long-term stability can come in. Otherwise, as we've said before, like Claude Julien or whoever you're thinking of, Bruce Boudreaux, whatever, is not going to accept a job here without the GM in place. So if they had had a GM in place a month ago, then maybe this is all mute and we'd have a head coach by now. What is taking so long? On the are GM we waiting? Part? Well, are they expecting someone to be free at the end of the year and so they're just kind of waiting it out? Well, isn't that kind of the way it goes in cycles, right? Everybody kind of loses their job at the same time and then you get to evaluate exactly what you're looking for. But that's either end of the year yeah. or just before playoffs begins, teams that miss kind of thing. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So that, this is the, just a dead time of year to be searching unless you're searching outside the league, which mm-hmm. they could be doing their due diligence on a lot of guys, but we would never know, right? Um, no. And and maybe there's a... I, it just always feels like it's the old boys club. Somebody's coming from somewhere else. Let's just see who comes available first and we jump on it. Right. I, I would think somebody, I would think that position is going to get filled in January sometime because I think this tread li- trade deadline is going to be really important. There's going to be a lot of decisions to make. If Ottawa's, you know, there'll probably be a seller. So if you're a seller, you're going to have to make some real big decisions there on who you're moving, what you're getting back because Ottawa, we all know this doesn't have a great, farm system anymore been draft picks have been depleted so it'll be a it'll be an opportune time to kind of restock uh the cupboard uh this trade deadline and uh it'll be interesting like look at a guy like claude drew for example he's 35 years old like he's a great player i wouldn't want to trade him but who knows what where ottawa is going to be and where he's going to be at and what he wants to do and just throwing, I'm not saying he's going to get traded or anything. I'm just saying there's going to be big decisions that need to be made. So I would think a, a general manager is going to be in place long before the trade deadline. And I'm not speaking for Claude, but if if we're in the position where a team says, hey, we're a center or a winger away from this and and we know that we're going to go on a deep run and Claude at his point in his career hasn't done that a ton. Did it early on a bit, right? But 2010, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time since he's had that opportunity. He's going to take a long, hard thought about it, even though Ottawa's home for him. And all of that stuff that that brings, why would he not? He would absolutely entertain it. You have to. Yeah. You, you want to win guy, before you go out. That guy wants to win so bad. You can you see, can see that. Yeah. You, this is this is killing him right now. Going through this at this point in his career. Yep. With the expectations of what was supposed to happen this year, like the frustration. Like he only you only got so many good years in you as a player, and like yeah, that guy that guy doesn't cheat the game. He doesn't cheat the game. You can't trade him though. He's for me. I, I know. I know you. I, no, no, no. Hold I know on. You a can't trade him. Just let me. I'm just saying. I I would have no issues with him leaving to go. Like it was Ray Bork, right? Everybody can relate to who's older than Bobby. Uh, so Ray Bork goes to Colorado, wins the cup after whatever 20 years in Bo- in Boston. But this, to me, that locker room needs needs the dad in there, and I don't know who else would take over if it's not him. They need someone like him in that locker room. I don't disagree so, with that, but but again, how many? It's not close responsibility. The people that are making yeah, the people that are making the choices now have no ties to anybody. So how many? They might understand many, the yeah, the locker room demographic, but yeah. it doesn't matter to them. They're going to get it right this summer. They hope. So look at all the we, look at all the look look at all the first rounders this team has wasted in the last few years. Here you go, first rounders. Sure. I got them, got them, need them, got them. It's like yeah, like, those are pretty important. Yep. <laughs> I don't disagree. Like Tarasenko, um, Tarasenko is not getting your first round pick unless he picks it up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is he a, he's got to be a second. Maybe. How many goals has he got right now? But team, but teams give, oh, he's missed the last two games, but he was second in the team in scoring before he missed the last two games, I believe. Uh, like no, he, he just was. got passed. He's, it, like six goals and 19 points. Not bad. Uh, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> Claude Giroux Claude is getting you a lot more than Vladimir Tarasenko is at the trade deadline. I'm telling you that. But but also like Vladimir, he's also doing it on a team that's not no really no I'm playing not well. I know that, but you look at what Claude has done the last two years. Vladimir so, Tarasenko Vladimir Tarasenko got 18 goals last year. 18. Everyone talks about yeah, it being a 40 goal scorer. The year scorer. before he had whatever 36 or something. Yeah, but 38. Doesn't matter. He got 18 last year. Claude Drew got 35 last year. And he's and he's a first liner again this year. So that that I'm just saying, I would hate to see him go, but they've just been put in such a bad spot with draft picks, and the cupboard is just yeah. Yeah. It's like my kitchen cupboard when my kids so, go to school. I'm looking scrounging for food everywhere. There's nothing in the house. <laughs> are okay. Are we gonna are we em, about to embark on a rebuild? No, <laughs> don't say that. Holly, come on. The fans no. have just been dragged through the... Oh, my God. I'm dead serious. This is a team that can't win. Are you just trying to kick all Sens fans in the nuts? you just trying to kick everybody in the nuts? He heard there's a lot of people tuning in, and he's he's being a yeah, That's all not... Right. You just said not, they have a GM coming in, and they've got a president of hockey ops that has no affinity for any of these players. Yeah, okay. This is it's a not, team that sits 29th in the league. Are we about I know. to see... No, some uh, no. someone just told me to shut it to, <laughs> to see a rebound. There's me and Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no rebound. Okay, listen, you've got you've got two young centers in Stutzland and uh Norris and uh Norris and Pinto get, and Greg Pinto's Castellic. coming back, Greg. It's just I just think we got a little bit ahead of ourselves in 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 rating where the sends actually were. Um yeah in their progress. Is it a rebuild? No, but it's, I think it's just going to take a little more time now than people originally thought it's going to be a little more patient. Um, and then you've got the other parts, like you got Brady, you got Batherson, you've got some good pieces on D. I don't know about the goalies anymore. That's a whole different story. We're, re we're retooling Wally. We're retooling. Okay. And you're trying to find but, some cap space was you, you got to move a big contract out and, and surround it with a better third line. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The third, the third and fourth line has to like, there's a major upgrade needed there. I, I yes. just think there needs to be different, a different type of player mixed into this lineup. I think they're too soft. Man. Yeah. The third line needs to be bigger and harder. Um, and be able to, to, to take pucks down low and, and waste time against other teams, top lines. Um, we don't, they don't have that luxury right now. That's just not where they're at. And the fourth line needs to give you spare minutes that are, that are very, very physical. Um, and they have to be reliable enough to not like wh when I see the fourth line on the ice right now, I'm scared. The puck's going to go anywhere, but South that's um, they got some players that are very useful in the penalty kill situation there and face off position there. 
but as a unit, every time they go on, I'm like, okay, which way is this puck going? <laughs> you need a fourth line that you can put out on the ice at any given point and trust that they're going to get the puck deep yeah. and get a change. They need yes. a guy like they need a guy on their third line like Alex Formington. That's really what. Oh they need. yeah, <laughs> a guy that oh, can skate. I'm like the, the guy wind. that's being an ass today. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do. That's the type of player they need when you really think about it. Guy can skate. Man, like I, the I wind, agree. Disrupt. How much help would he pocket. be? Oh my right? god! If you had Shane Pinto and Matthew Joseph and uh, Formington. Alex Formington on that line, yeah, so I, tough to I play against. That's, that's completely line. different. That's a good oh line. My god. I, I know this is going to be sensitive, but is Tyler Boucher going to ever get up to? Okay, moving on. Is he, is he getting uh, healthy? Because <laughs> that's a guy that's going to go in and throw a hit on every single possession. And you mm -hmm. absolutely know what he's going to bring. But it, it's just, the guy, poor kid's been derailed, man. What's going on with him right now, Wally? I, I, still, I, don't, still I don't know that there's an answer. I don't know. It's just, yeah, just, he's had a string, string of injuries. It's, it sucks. For the, yeah, for the player, I, I like. I've watched him play. Yeah. I, I think he's fantastic, but it's it's yeah. a tough. It's been a tough start. Let's just put it that way. I don't know what that's like yeah. mentally on him. I know he's a good kid, and I really like his dad, who I know very well. Uh, mm -hmm. That's just that's a tough grind. So I don't know what the answer is. It's a shame. I did watch Belleville play. Uh, I was in Cleveland on the weekend, and it, they actually happened to be in Cleveland, and I didn't get to see. It. I watched it on TV. Um, there were some guys playing out like Angus Crookshank played the game I watched before he got called up. I thought he played really well. Um, like, but they yeah. still seem to be the same type of team that Ottawa is. Uh, although they have a little more fight in them. They just, it's just not same, for them. same way. Yeah. yeah. Are they in a good spot? No, no, they're outside. <laughs> no, they're outside the playoffs, right? They're um, 500 or just below 500 team. Uh, yeah. They're just, it's the same. And that's, yeah. That was the argument people, when DJ Smith said, well, it's okay for Angus. He plays the same system they do in Belleville as they do up here. And people are like, ah, I don't know that we want that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, oh, that's let's, let's try a different system. Um, all right, we're moving on. Uh, we got to get, I want, oh, there's more stuff to talk about. Anyway, um, holiday's still coming. You still got some time to get your Christmas shopping done. How about Charm Diamond Centers? Um, Charm Diamond Center is proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 loca locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. Also, if you're thinking of engagement rings or whatever, perfect time to start uh, putting some thought into that and to get in, get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable pricing policy. Holidays are here. It's the perfect time to check out a large selection of Canadian lab-grown diamonds, mined diamonds, and don't pay until 2025 with their instant in-store financing. Uh, for more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. And today, don't forget the delivery of DoorDash, shall we? Uh, Santa is coming. Uh, just pay the, but sit on the couch and order your gifts. Basically, do what Bob does. Uh, even at the last minute, <laughs> finding the perfect gift has never been easier. Just open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want. With Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. So everyone can get what they wanted. For a limited time, our listeners get... 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all uppercase letter. 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. Time for our hot and cold performer. Listen, I went hot today. I understand they're in a four-game losing streak, but Josh Norris has played, and you can argue the defensive side of the game all you want, his last seven games, he's got six points. And by the way, uh, and he's played 156 games, which is why I have the note. Goal leaders through 156 games with the Sens from the start of their career. Josh Norris leads everybody, 63 goals, followed by Yashin, Hoffman, and Alfredson. Uh, Josh Norris has been very good. I know he seems yeah. to be taking some heat lately for his play. I, you know, He's on my team any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no – I I just – excuse me. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um you know what? He takes heat, obviously, because his mistakes are big. And like, <laughs> so are Tim's toothless. And so are like, you can you name me one person that you can't fault for their defensive game right now. Oh, I can't. I couldn't do that. But I'm just talking about our, the fall down on the goal going the other way. Like it just gets yeah. magnified this time. And he's had a couple whoopsie daisies lately that have been worse. But I, I take him all day, all day. I'd like him to be on the defensive side of the puck a little more, but you can't argue with the fact that he's contributing right now. Like, look at the company and what's behind them. It's incredible. 
What's behind me? Bring your kids uh, to work day. Yeah, let's bring your kids to work day. You want to say hi? hi. <laughs> That's my little girl, Riley. <laughs> hi, Riley. You can need a couple more minutes. Sorry, guys. But I'm take I agree with the fact that he's hot um on the ice right now. And I have room for him all day. I have room for him all day on my on my team. He can fit. Who's a better finisher on the on the Sens right now than Norris? Pure finisher, no Bob. Yeah, no one. No, is, he, is he the best finisher? Really close, really. It's not close, eh? No. The way I, I mean, his shot, I, man. Yeah. Call me, uh, call me crazy, but I'd like to see him play with Timmy. So you'd move him to the wing. I just think I think he's a winger playing center right now. Like he's he's so good at finding the soft areas in the offensive zone. He likes, he's got good speed. He's a big body. He can drive the puck wide and he just, he's, he's a finisher. And I look at the guy that's one of the best setup guys on the team. It's Timmy Sutzler. And I look long-term, long-term at the way the Ottawa Senators, the way this depth chart breaks down. Pinto's going to project as a really good center. And I think we can all agree. We like Ridley Gregg. I just, I, not that I think Norris has done a poor job at center. I just, I'm a big believer in you put your best players and most talented guys together. Usually good things happen. Good players love playing with good players. And I'd, I'd, I'd like to see just to see how it goes and then put a really responsible guy on the left side. And maybe it's Kachuk who loves going to the net and disrupting and takes out a D man all the time. He's a bulldozer, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know long-term how this center position is going to sort out because I think Pinto is a really good player. Like, Thanks, tips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would. I would agree. I would love to see if you can bring that right back up, Gavin. I apologize. If you could put Norris and Batherson spot, Batherson slides down and Drew moves to the middle. That's a pretty stable top six to me. And what I love about that, and um, I've played for coaches that were really big on that, your center and your shooter being the same hand, so mm -hmm. that you can draw some attention and then you can hit that one timer. Um, so I, I would agree with that. I, I would love to see that set up um, and put some, take some pressure off of Josh on the defensive side of things. Let him worry about the wall and for where you're at right now, let, let Drew handle second line center duties. He can handle He's he, We know he can do it and it still gives Batherson a good weapon to play with. They, they've, they've got a little bit of a connection. So I, I could see something like that working. Yeah. I, well, how many times do like, like do you see Josh really carry the puck through the neutral zone? Right. Like it's, it's just, like I see Timmy and he gets it. He's an auto. He's when he's going well, he's not going well right now, but he's going well. He carries it into the zone and he brings so many guys to him. And then Norris is just so good at, at, at finding that soft spot. Like that's a gift, Bob. Not a lot of guys know how to do that the right way. It's that's yeah. why certain guys score, right? They just know how to do it. Yeah. So we'll see. I just, I think it's going to be interesting when Pinto comes back and once he gets acclimated again, what happens. And then again, what, what happens at the deadline here with Ottawa and, how guys adapt to Jacques Martin, his style, because he's gonna he's gonna be very demanding on the little things, and there's he's gonna he's gonna push guys. Some guys are in for a rude awakening. Oh yeah, some rude guys are awakening. in for a rude awakening when when well, they find out what a defensive coach demands. Well, it's, it's a much different beast. If you look at Ottawa the last little while, like they think they're working hard in their own zone. And I'm like, there's a difference between think you're working and actually working really hard. Like I thought in that Dallas game, they backchecked really hard. You hear that term tracking all the time. They worked and tracked way harder versus Dallas. Like St. Louis was awful. Like it yeah. was, it was terrible. And then all of a sudden they started working and I just, I think they need to learn what it really takes to work hard defensively to have success in this league. Cause they don't, they don't understand that yet as a group. I agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. Okay. Explain this to me one more time. How, <laughs> how can this team think that they're good defensively in their own zone and watch video? I think that they, they know how to speak to the media. They probably realize that they're not very good, but they have to project <laughs> that image. It's well, you've been in the room for how many years? I understand. You know no, no, I, I don't believe stuff uh -huh. people say. No, I, I people get we're caught up on. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I believe I, I'm with you on that. I don't believe what they say is true. But internally, of five years of watching 
yourself play defensive hockey, how are you still this bad defensively? That's a question for a defenseman. I honestly think this is a reason why the Senators haven't played this well, haven't played, well, they're last place. They think as a team they're way better than they are. And then when you look around the league, yeah. like good teams just know what it takes. Like you have to sacrifice offensively in order to have success. And you'll see if these if these guys buy in to what Jock is selling them, you're going to see the goals against go down. Like all of a sudden you're like, wow, the goaltending is playing really well. <laughs> That's because you're not turning the puck over anymore. That's because you're not trying to beat guys at the blue line anymore. That's because you're not trying stupid shit anymore. So it's just, it's, there's needs, there needs to be a rewiring process here. I am a believer. Talented guys can play defense. You just have to set your mind to it. And it's a commitment. And to this point, there hasn't been a full-fledged commitment from this group as a whole to play on the same page defensively. It just like again, thanks, tips. Like anyone that's watching the game has, has seen this. But that's gonna be what Jock on the interim basis is, has to drive home to this group. You're not gonna win until you start to, until you start playing better on, on the other side of the puck. So we still gotta wait. They still have a month to wait until Shane Pinto comes back in the lineup, which should be January 20, uh, 21st. The the team, and we'll, uh, let's assume Matthew Joseph is back healthy and Work Sharche is available. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko is in the lineup. Thomas Shabbat is playing. Is this team good enough to compete on a nightly basis? I'm not even talking about the playoffs right now. On a nightly basis with the rest of the National Hockey League. Let's keep in mind, this team is 29th right now. Hmm. Go ahead, Bob. I know. I, yeah, I do. I think the personnel's there. Um, if this team is fully 100% committed to doing the little things correctly and doing the and sacrificing offense to be better defensively to win games two to one, three to two, as opposed to being in shootouts, then yes, I do. But it's got to be a complete mindset mindset shift for everybody in that room. People once wonder what the little details, because you hear this all the time, eh? Jacques Martez is a details guy. These guys have to learn the details. So number one, we mentioned it earlier, shot blocking, getting in lanes, got to be way better on that. On the forecheck, better sticks, better angles, better in the neutral zone, all the little things, better decisions. But the big thing for me, guys, is the decision-making with the puck. They have to be rewired on when's the time to try and use your skill and when's the time to live to fight another day? Because they shoot themselves in the foot so many times. But that look at Philadelphia. Are they a better team on paper than the Ottawa Senators? No. 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 Look no. at Arizona's actually winning. We're gonna see Arizona tomorrow night. It's just they're 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 doing the little things. And and to this point, Ottawa has refused as a group to, to buy in. So with assistant and, uh, Ottawa assistant head coach Andre Tourney. At the helm. You know, yeah, I like their team. I'm excited to watch them. I don't, I don't ever flip them on with the time change. Um, but I like their, I like watching the highlights of them. They got some interesting players. I'm looking forward to watching that game tomorrow night. Um, it's a good test for Ottawa to see where they're at because it's not a team that's at the top. It's a mid team, right? Well, uh, they're currently holding down the second last wild card spot. Yeah, so I guess well mid to the conference, right? But they're. They're a team that's beatable for sure. So that it's a it's going to be a good first game. But I I like that team's makeup. They they're kind of intriguing to watch sometimes when you go through the highlights. Um, that's the Mullet Arena. So you've got Mark Castle coming back in. Uh, Jacob Tricken returning. Uh, Castle's from uh, Phoenix as well. Uh, you've got Brady who was born there, as I, I believe, right? Not Saint, he's St. Louis native, but I think he was born in Phoenix. I can't remember now. Uh, so we'll see if there's a little bit of jump in their game. But last question before we go. Uh, Joseph David asked us earlier on. Bobby, what's more likely to happen? You eating poutine one day or the Sens making the playoffs? I'd eat poutine tomorrow. <laughs> if, you, if you were betting against me, betting on the playoffs. <laughs> I, I really hope the team makes up a lot of ground, but I think the playoffs are a very, very big stretch. So I'll have to go with Putin. And I'm cringing. I'm I'm th I got goosebumps thinking about it. Gravy and curds and <laughs> you hate it that much. I can't even look at it, smell it, 
it's you know i've had ranch one time in my life because it's like the smell of it i can't i've i can't I, be I around hate, it my daughter's laughing in the corner because she puts it on french fries and pizza and i'm like i can't do it man um so i tried putin when i first moved there with jer our buddy from gong show gear uh and his wife and never again i will oh. let you cook me a steak however you want except blue but you have to eat putin See, I like blues. Blues, nice. Like, just, oh my God. just get the get the antlers off and walk them around the fire. That's the best, that's the best way to eat a steak. It's almost cold, but I'll make you a medium. I'll make you a medium rare steak. And you have you to have eat to it. Eat in, uh, yes. Yep. Deal. Okay. Deal. Hey, hey. Um, totally off subject. Totally <laughs> off subject here. Wednesday night we're doing a special Christmas show, aren't we, Wally? It's not airing Wednesday night. <laughs> what night? What night? It is for December twenty fourth. We're make, we're going to do a Christmas special. Oh, okay. you only read the text threads. <laughs> but if, well, I'm just going to tell you guys. I just ordered the best Christmas sweater ever, and it is fabulous. See, I ordered one too, and then a couple people said it's not inappropriate or PC, so I had to, <laughs> had to pull that one off. <laughs> so, i'm only i'm you know what send me a picture i'm very concerned what this one was no i no i got a good one i got a i got a piece of a friendly one a, a kid-friendly show one okay yeah but now that the cat's out of the bag <laughs> we yeah yorkie god we uh what? It's, a, it's a teaser it's a teaser <laughs> uh, okay sure tomorrow we're on at 2 uh, 30 eastern at our special guest uh, who recently just announced his departure from Ladois? Sylvain Saint Laurent is going to join us. Nice. So we will discuss more things about how uh, Jacques Martin is getting set for his first, second stint with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate today. Uh, great in the chat and uh, lively conversations. Uh, take Thanks care. Thanks very much. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.